Today at Kalos Church, we're discussing how the quarantine set me free. Plan words. I see what you did there. Thanks for joining us. My name is Pastor Pradeep Jiva, And I'm Pastor Amrita. And we're so thankful that you are joining us this morning online here at Kalos Church. You know, Kalos is actually a Greek word that means beautiful. And what we understand is that there are a lot of people that have had really ugly mm -hmm. experiences with the church. But we believe as we look at the ways of Jesus that he is really beautiful. And this is a safe church and a safe environment to ask the question, what is so beautiful about Jesus? Yes, I love that. And we don't want to just be a friendly church here at Kalos. We want to be a church of friends. Obviously, in a quarantine, we're finding this to be difficult and kind of unique. And so what we want is some human interaction. Please give it to us. And <laughs> how can we do that? Please just text hello in the comments right now or type hello in a text message to the number you see on the screen. And that will just help us feel like we're connected yeah, as a community, real people, real lives. And another way we want to stay connected is by offering a praise report and a praise request each week that we can pray together as a family in Christ. And the first praise report we want to highlight is Josiah, one of our worship leaders, production members for Kalos Church. His base was stolen. Well, that, that's not the praise report not quite yet. Yeah. I mean, no. the Kalos community chipped in and they bought him this bass guitar that he's used to praise the Lord with. And we are so grateful for that gift. Unfortunately, it got stolen. But recently, a mysterious person bought him a bass so that he could serve the Lord wow. with his musical gift. And to that, we give a... Do -do -do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. 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 I love that. And so thank you, Lord. And we also have a prayer request. Want to highlight some real prayer requests that we have in our community. Obviously, there's a lot going on in society and it's hitting our community. People are dealing with job losses. People are dealing with fear and anxiety, some panic, not knowing what to do in this pandemic and quarantine. And one of our very own, Marcus Lima and his wife, Michelle, they actually were diagnosed with the coronavirus. And he reached out, said I could publicly talk about this prayer request. And he said that he wasn't diagnosed, but his wife was. So he's watching all the kids as the wife is being quarantined from the rest of the family. And I just thought it would be awesome if we could lift them up in yeah. prayer. I mean, yeah. I, I just can't imagine that is wild and you know we are people of faith but we also yeah. are people that realize there are real tragedies going on yeah. right now and there's right. real fear and we don't want to just like hype it up and saying hey don't have any fear just faith we want to be a people that says hey we can dive into the pain together yes. we can lament there's a whole book in the bible called lamentations mm -hmm. if you read the book of psalms there's cries like god why have you forsaken me where are you why are these people flourishing when i'm suffering you can be real with your emotions and feelings and your prayer requests and still have a thriving faith relationship with yeah. god amen. amen and so That's why good. don't we lift up this prayer request and and praise the lord for this praise report yeah. right now yeah. dear father thank you so much for all that you are doing, even in the midst of these uncertain times. We thank you, Lord, for a, a new bass guitar that can be used to serve mm -hmm. you and to worship you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we do. We lift up the Lima family, Lord, in yes. this 
diagnosis is a coronavirus, Lord. We know that you are stronger than any diagnosis. We know that you're stronger than any disease. Mm -hmm. And Lord, you are our source. Even when many of us are facing job insecurity, when we don't know what the future holds with our health, we know who holds the future. And it's you, Lord. So we place our trust in you. We pray for grace, Mm -hmm. healing, wisdom, Mm -hmm. discernment, that you give us direction and where to go with all of our health needs, Lord. And so I pray for supernatural healing, supernatural comfort in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. And I just really want to be real. Like if you have a prayer request or a need, please text the number on the screen or write prayer in the comments. We really want to have your backs as a community, not just a friendly church, but a church of friends. Amen. Well, I'm excited because Pastor Maritha is going to continue the fourth message in our Death to Selfie series. So I want us to all give it up digitally with our computers (laughs) or with our voices. Give a big woohoo because we got our very own live from the Jiva Kitchen, Pastor Amritha (laughs) preaching. Come on. Uh, Well, I'm so (laughs) thankful that all of you are joining us this morning. We are in a really, really crazy time. I mean, it feels like week like 15, 30, 20, 72 of this quarantine. It feels like it has already been so long. And there's a lot of really serious things happening in the world. And so today I wanted to start this message by bringing a little joy because there's also a lot of funny things that are happening in our world as well. And so the Kalos Church community this week, we did something just so helpful for all of us. We kind of came up and looked on the internet, scoured the internet for some corn memes And I wanted to share a few of those with you today uh, and give tribute to those of you that contributed to the corn memes uh, that we all got to enjoy. And we just want to share them with the world here just for a second. This first one was submitted by our very own Pastor Pradeepan. And it's a cute pup. Look at that pup. And uh, he says, what kind of jokes are the CDC recommending during the coronavirus outbreak? Inside jokes. Nice. Awesome. I like it. The second one was submitted by our very own Linda Ho. There's (laughs) normal people, the gamers, and people with small kids. Yes. Quarantine effects on different people groups. I know you can find yourself in one of those three situations. Pray for us. So much (laughs) Tom Cruise in that gamer photo. Okay, this next one was uh, actually uh, submitted by Irene Nolan. We love you, Irene. And she says this in this meme, when your church is closed due to to the coronavirus, but you got people to baptize. Hallelujah. We got people to (laughs) baptize. That's hilarious. Uh, This one actually I submitted. Hey, let's not forget that Rapunzel was quarantined and met her future husband. So let's think positively yes. here, people. Yes. That is and all the singles so said true. Amen. 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 <laughs> and this last one submitted by Kelly McLean, another cute pup. It's for your own good. You have to stop touching your <laughs> face. And all of the dogs are just getting back at all of yes, their owners so <laughs> in this moment. But it's just so true. We have to laugh in some mm-hmm. serious times like this. Yeah. And um, I'm thankful that you're here with us. And I hope that this word can be so encouraging, bring some hope to your life this morning. I want to talk about about what it means to be stuck. Mm. And I think some of us feel more stuck than we ever have before in our lives. I mean, we are trapped in our houses. We're cooped up and we just Mm -hmm. feel so stuck right now. And I want to make sure that we understand today that although we're physically stuck, it doesn't mean that we have to be spiritually 
stuck. In fact, I would say that God is asking us to make sure that we move forward in a time where we feel physically stuck rather than being spiritually stuck at the same time. Where we are spiritually is going to affect how we experience this pandemic incredibly. So it's Mm -hmm. very important that we pay attention to what is happening to us spiritually. You know, I grew up in Kansas on the dirt roads, and uh, I'm talking dirt roads. The people who had it good had the gravel roads, where little rocks were like on the road as well. We're not even talking pavement. That was way, way for (laughs) other people. And But for us at our house, we had dirt roads. And when it rained, these dirt roads became so muddy. I mean, like so muddy that the mud actually turned into like clay, where you can't like move easily move or manipulate clay and I remember as a child strangers we lived in the country strangers would come to our door knock on our door and they would ask my dad if he would pull out his tractor and pull their car out of the mud because they were driving down one of the roads that got so muddy it was like clay and their cars got stuck and people would ask my dad to bring out his John Deere tractor and my dad he had the coolest tractor it was so strong I mean it was just like an amazing tractor and we were John Deere people okay like we were not this Farmel, Massey Harris brand we were John Deere people some of you are like who is this who is Amrita I'm a farm girl my friends I grew up in the country and so these people would come and my dad would get out his John Deere tractor and he'd pull them out and I remember one time I actually got stuck in the mud on one of these roads because I was supposed to go visit a boy who I liked and I was supposed to go have dinner with his family this was way before my husband was in the picture (laughs) and I went to his house I was a little bit nervous so I drove there early and I was there too early so I decided to kind of circle around the block right you know and I'm not kidding you in Kansas in this these muddy roads all of a sudden it's like we're driving we're good and then it gets really muddy really fast it's almost too late to get out I drive past this guy's house and I get stuck in the mud I'm in my mom's new car brand new car and I thought to myself for some reason maybe if I hit the gas really hard that I could just sort of bypass the real muddy area but instead that is not what happened at all I just hit the gas and my mom's car just went further and deeper into the mud and there was no coming (laughs) back from that I was so humiliated so in my nice shoes and my nice clothes I got out of the car I had to walk a half a mile back to this guy's house his father answered the door took one look at me and was like where's your car and I was like it's stuck down the road. I was wondering if maybe you could help me get out. And I mean, I was just so humiliated that my car was stuck. And I want to talk today about what it means to be stuck. And, and hear this, whenever anything that was created and made for movement, a mechanism created for movement gets stuck, it causes frustration. Mm-hmm. And I want to look at this scripture in Acts chapter 3, this beautiful story of a miraculous healing. If you would join me in Acts chapter 3, it says this, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate. 
the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Here we have this story of a lame man who every single day, someone, I don't know if it was family or strangers or neighbors, would carry him and bring him to this gate called Beautiful in front of the temple, and he would beg for money. And then every day they would pick him back up and take him home, and every next day, pick him up, bring him back to the gate, and he would beg until one day something changed forever. And these two men, disciples of Jesus, walk up to this man, and they say, hey, we don't actually have any money, but what we do have is the miraculous power of Jesus. And Peter reaches down and brings this man up. And the Bible says his his ankles were strengthened and his feet were strengthened. And he began to walk and leap Mm. and praise God. It was a complete miracle. And when we think about it, this man was very stuck Mm. before this moment. And I I think that many of us can relate in some areas of our life where we actually are feeling stuck in our journey with God. Have you ever felt stuck in your faith? Have you ever felt stuck in your spiritual journey? And maybe you're someone who says, I don't really have a faith or I don't really know Jesus. It might be today that you need to explore the idea that you may have areas in your life that are stuck because you need a life with God. Because you need Jesus to enter your world. Do you feel stuck? Are there areas of your life that are stuck? We were never designed by God to be people that are stuck. In fact, we were designed by God to have movement in our lives. The Bible says that we go, God brings us from faith to faith. Strength to strength, glory to glory. Do you see the movement? We weren't created to be stagnant or stationary. And in 2 Timothy, it actually says the steps of the righteous, right? Mm -hmm. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Not the stuckness of the Lord, but the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. We were made and created for movement. And I think in this moment of this quarantine, when all of this stuff is going around us, We have to really be aware of areas that we're stuck. We are in this death to selfie series, and I just keep seeing week after week as things change with this pandemic, that more and more things are being taken away from us. Mm. Things that we're used to having, conveniences that we like, rhythms and routines that we really depend on are now being stripped from us. Mm. And when that happens, what I think is happening is that the barriers that are keeping us with from a thriving life with Jesus are being exposed. Hmm. And we're having to face some things that we didn't have to face in our life before this happened. Maybe you feel stuck in fear and worry today. You're in a, a, a spiral. 
you're stuck in that spiral of fear and worry and everything that's going on around you. It's impacting your spiritual life. Maybe you feel stuck in unhappiness. Even before the pandemic, you were looking for all kinds of ways to be happy and it just wasn't happening. And maybe you're somebody who just filled your calendar more and more, social event and work and this and that. And, and your emotional life was really taking a toll and it was really getting hit. And now it's screaming for you to pay attention to mm. it. I want to encourage us today to, to think about what is being exposed. For some of us, when we're sad, when we're down, when we're angry, we go shopping. Retail therapy has been taken from us. Going to our favorite restaurant, eating mm -hmm. the food that we love that makes us feel good when we're not feeling so good. All of that has been stripped from us during this time. But it makes us wonder, it makes us have to really take a close look at what we've been feeding ourselves that has actually made us more stuck rather than mm -hmm. dislodged and coming to a place of freedom. And so I want you to know today that just because we're physically stuck, it doesn't mean we have to be spiritually stuck. Mm. And so today I have three thoughts for us today to help us move forward from our areas of spiritual stuckness to spiritual freedom so that we can thrive in our relationship with Jesus. The first one is this, recognize that if you're stuck in one area, it affects all areas. Quarantine can help us realize all areas that we're st stuck in. This man, his legs did not work in this mm -hmm. scripture, but his arms worked, his mouth worked. He had the ability to cognitively understand what was going on. But at the end of the day, because his legs didn't work, it determined what his life and quality of life was going to be. And so every day his life was about begging for money and for coins from those around him. So we have to recognize that when one part is stuck, it affects the whole. Mm -hmm. It affects mm -hmm. all of us. I kid you not, this week, our garbage disposal, right here in the kitchen we're sitting in, our garbage disposal got stuck. Mm -hmm. And it's really disgusting when something like that happens because you gotta reach your hand down there into the slime, because it's too late by the time <laughs> that you realize that it's stuck and there's food in there and it's just really disgusting. I actually didn't have to do this. My husband did this. And uh, <laughs> what actually happened in this situation is that it wasn't slimy food, it was actually glass. Yes. that was keeping our garbage disposal stuck. And my husband risked his fingers and his hands and tools and from his toolbox and he reached down there and he got that thing unstuck. I feel like all the plumbers are like, why did you put your hand in there? That's not safe. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do, it's Sri Lankan way. Yes, <laughs> but you know what? Because the garbage disposal was stuck, everything in our faucet, everything in the pipes, mm -hmm. everything with the water, my mood was affected. <laughs> I mean, everything else is affected when one part is not working correctly. And so I wanted to ask you today, what area of your life, what part of your spirituality would you say, I, I do feel stuck, I am struggling? Is it the pride that you're actually struggling with in your marriage that is now affecting your spiritual life? It is, is it the anxiety and the fear spiral that you're in that, that now has moved you away from trusting in God to kind of just backing up more and more and, and it's affecting everything that you're experiencing mm -hmm. all day long? I want to encourage you to really consider that one part affects all of it and we can get so stuck. It can become so heavy that we get stuck. I want to read this quote to you. It says this, 
Ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. So don't let what happens around you get inside and weigh you down. Mm. Weigh you down so much that you get stuck. I have good news for you today, and that is that God wants your attention. And if he can get your attention, your life could completely change. Amen. Amen. The second thing I see in this scripture is this. You can be physically quarantined, but spiritually released. Quarantine can help us to come into a spiritual freedom. There is an opportunity Mm -hmm. that is happening right now. Right now, a pandemic. There is an opportunity here for God to free us from things that have been holding us back and holding us down for so long. During an upheaval, during everything going wrong, people getting sick, God can bring something good out of it. Mm -hmm. If you look at Romans 8.28, it says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His promise for them. I want to tell you something. This is what happened in Acts chapter 2, right before John and Peter found this man in chapter 3 and raised him from uh, his lame legs. In Acts chapter 2, it says that they were sitting in a house. Hello. They were sitting in a house and all of a sudden a windstorm started stirring in the house and it, the bible says that the holy spirit filled the room and it filled them with the holy spirit and they were touched by god and encountered by god I want you to know today that you may not be able to go out, but the Holy Spirit can come in. Come on. He can come in and he can touch your life in a moment of pandemic, Mm -hmm. in a moment of quarantine where everything else is stopping. You can move forward. You were designed to move forward Mm -hmm. in God. Don't be spiritually stuck. The Holy Spirit can come. I'm asking God, oh God, would you rest your spirit on my house and my home and my husband and my kids? Would you do something in this time that, God, we would be able to testify of years later? God wants to touch you. He did not design you to be stuck. What do you need to be released from today? Hmm. What do you need to be released from? Maybe you would say, I'm an alcoholic. Could God set me free in a time of quarantine from being an alcoholic, from other addictions? Yes, he can. Mm -hmm. Could God set me free of emotional healing that I've been needing? Yeah, maybe in the quietness and the stillness, God would touch you and heal you on the inside. Maybe you are someone who has dealt with anger and disappointment. You've been holding on to resentment and unforgiveness for so long from someone. And here in a quarantine, God wants to set you free. His Holy Spirit wants to come into the house you're sitting in and touch you. I believe that God has a profound work for us in this moment right now. Don't distance from Jesus Mm -hmm. while you're distancing from people. Don't distance from him. What if we could look back in 15, 20, 25 years? We could tell our kids, our grandkids, we could say it was during the pandemic that God released me Mm -hmm. of burdens that I had been carrying for years and years of my life. And the abuse that I had carried Mm -hmm. that had happened to me years ago. It was in that time that God touched me and healed me and set me free. 
It was in a time when I had great disappointment that I was stuck in. I was disappointed. I was stuck in that, that God set me free. He touched me. He dislodged me from that mm. place of being stuck. I tell you what, the lame man's greatest miracle was on the other side of his greatest disappointment. Mm. What if we could look back years from now and we could say that it was in this time that the son or daughter that I've been praying for for years surrendered their life to Jesus for the first time. God brought something good out of everything that felt like it was going wrong. This is what happened. Jesus faced what felt like the greatest setback in the world when he hung on the cross. He died for you and me. And he said, if this cup would pass me by, God, but your will be done, hmm. not mine. And it felt like the greatest setback, but I'm telling you, it was the biggest setup the world has ever mm -hmm. faced. The world has ever faced. So I want to encourage you today to lean in. Here's what you can practically do. If you have a Bible, would you open it and start reading it? Let the scriptures impact you. Develop a prayer life. There yeah. are opportunities to pray for people, yes. to minister. Let God minister to your heart. Let him touch you today. The third thing I see in this scripture is this. You may not have much to offer, but everyone has something to offer. Mm. Quarantine helped me think about others. You know, in this scripture, John and Peter, when the man begged, they didn't have any money, but they said, we don't, we don't have that. But what we do have is the power of Jesus. Yeah. What we do have is the miraculous resurrection power of Jesus. And we have that today. Today in this moment, I believe that the church was created for this time mm. and that we are supposed to shine and bring what we have. And you know what we have? We have the love of God. We have a conquering king behind us as the church. Those of you that are followers of Jesus, this is our time. Yes. This is our time to work harder and mm. shine brighter than we ever have before. So maybe instead of collecting toilet paper, we should also buy some for our neighbor. Yeah. Maybe with the urgency that we've been running after groceries, we should have the urgency to share the gospel, to minister mm. to people, to ask, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? There's actually opportunities here in at Kalo's church throughout the week that you can join live prayer. You can text a number and we'll pray for you. There are all these opportunities. A couple weeks ago, I felt so stuck when this first started happening, the therapy that my son goes to, my son is diagnosed with autism, it was closed down. And and I, I, I was faced with this situation where I don't, I don't want anybody to get sick, but also my son, without therapy, he faces uh, the, the cognitive ability to, to kind of decline and regress. And I just don't want that for him. And I was really stuck. And so I just felt like God said, hey, put it out there that you need some help and you're looking for somebody with some qualifications that maybe could come and help uh, my son. And so I did. And sure enough, someone in our church actually reached out to me and said, I know someone with the qualifications you're looking mm -hmm. for, Amrita, and maybe they could help you. And I called that person. And just this last week already, my son, even though he's not going to his regular place of therapy, has had therapy and is not regressing. The body yes. of Christ came together on behalf of my son. And I'm telling you right now is the time for us to shine bright, to allow mm -hmm. God to move, that the gospel would go forth like never before. Mm -hmm. I tell you, Amen. the pandemic is not a time for those of us who are believers in Jesus to take a, a rest. Mm 
It is not an elongated Sabbath. I want you to take your weekly Sabbath. But, but this is the time for us to really run hard. Yes. And people are hopeless. They're actually estimating that, that suicide rates will go up. Hey, we as followers of Jesus, we carry the hope of the world. Yes. It's time for us. This is not a setback. This has been the greatest setup for the church, for the gospel to go forth. So I would encourage you not to self-preserve to this during this time, but to sacrificially give. Don't disengage, mm -hmm. but engage more than you ever have before. There's some practical ways that you can do that. You can call someone, like I said, and pray for them. You can be a small group leader. You can come against the isolation and say, hey, we can still meet even if it's online. Uh, we have this incredible couple uh, that's engaged in our church, Sam and Derek, and they actually uh, did something so creative uh, this week. And I want to show you this video of what they did to bless those around them. Hi, Kalos. We have been thinking hard about how to love our neighbors in the middle of a stay at home. Um, and so this is what we've chosen to do. We have made little gift bags um, with just popcorn and hot chocolate mix and and different snacks and a note for all of the neighbors in our apartment complex, which there's only 24, um, so it wasn't a crazy task. But that's what we've chosen to do. Um, and notes that say, we're all in this together, hope you're making it through this crazy time. Um, we are curious what you are doing, and so we want you to yeah. comment on this video and tell us what you're doing. Yeah, tell us what you're doing below, and maybe we can see how everyone at Kalos is staying in touch with their neighbors during this crazy time. Yeah, we love you. Bye. Sam and Derek, you guys are incredible. What an incredible example. Would you guys copy them? Do the same thing for the <laughs> yes. people that live around you and in the apartments around you. We were created for movement, my friends. We were created not to be spiritually stuck, but to be spiritually awakened. Mm -hmm. And so that's my prayer for you today. As I close, I wanna just leave you with this scripture from Hebrews 10, it says this. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I wanna pray for you here just a minute, and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus as well. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you for this moment in history, God, that really it feels like a huge setback. But God, I believe that it is a setup. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that now you want to move in the most miraculous ways. And Lord, we just say we, we want you to use us. Yes. Lord, I ask that you would help those that are stuck, God, to become free. Mm -hmm. That they would be able to look back and say it was during a time of pandemic and quarantine that God touched me and encountered me in a way I'd never been encountered before. So, Father, we love you. We commit our hearts to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, there may be some of you that say, I, I don't know about Jesus. I'd love to have a relationship with him. And I'd like to give you that opportunity and pray for you. So if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus before, you can do that in this moment. You may look back in 20 years and say, this is when my pastor online led me in a prayer of yeah. salvation. So we're going to pray this prayer all together. And if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, today is your day. So let's pray this all together. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. 
I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hey, if you surrendered your life to Jesus this morning, would you let us know? Would you let somebody know? You can actually text Jesus to the number right on the screen, and we'd love to follow up with you here at Kalos Church. Amen and amen. Let's give it up for life change. Come on. Amen. I love that. What a powerful message, Pastor Amritha. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. And now we're going to transition and worship the Lord with our finances. And thank you for being a generous church, especially as we're navigating new territory as a church. The consistency of your financial generosity has been a huge blessing. Yeah. And it goes towards life changing and testimonies. People are still giving their lives to the Lord. And we want to share a testimony from one of our very own, someone named Vi who's sharing a testimony of how the Lord is working through her and in her as Kalos Church ministers the gospel. Hola, I'm Vasti. For the past six years, I have been serving at-risk youth on the east side of Bellevue. My passion to serve youth comes from the adversity that I grew up in. I'm the youngest of five, born in Mexico, but raised in Southern California. At the age of 15, my mother and I moved from Southern California to Washington because of an affair. I saw my mom struggle through depression all while I struggled with anger. I was a difficult teenager, but I was surrounded by a faith community who loved the Lord. I see myself and a lot of the students that I serve, but I also see the power of Jesus transforming their lives as he did for me. Walking with youth as they grow their faith brings so much joy to my heart and strengthens my personal faith. One of my greatest desires is to bring students with me to church. Sunday has always been my favorite day of the week because I know that I get to worship Jesus with a greater family. I understand that during this difficult time, it is vital that we stay connected to Jesus and to each other. I believe my students will experience the beauty of Jesus through Kalo Sunday service, because I know that I do. I'm excited to see Jesus continue to give life to our stories during this difficult time. Wow, what a powerful message, a testimony. I love it. God is moving, yes, amen. amen. Hey, before we pray out and bless you all, wanna share a few announcements. We have been thinking and praying about how can we give back to our community. As a church, we don't wanna just cater to ourselves, but we wanna be a church that makes known the beauty of Jesus to our whole city, our whole region. We really care for the welfare of our city. And as we've been praying and strategizing, we've decided we wanna partner with Jubilee Reach, who has a lot of relationships relationship with the Bellevue School District and they keep tabs on who really has needs with supplies or food or care and so they've asked us would you as Kalos Church adopt 20 families and help them get the supplies that they need every week and we yeah. said yes we would yeah. love to partner with you and other churches in our region like Doxa Church and Bell Prez and Rain City we're all partnering together to be part of the kingdom the capital C church and so if you'd like to be part of sponsoring one of these 20 families what we're going to do is we're going to collect a list of supplies that Jubilee Reach tells us to do every week and then we'll drop it off at Jubilee Reach. If you would like to sponsor a family with us, would you just type sponsor in the comments or text sponsor to the number on the screen? And also we have different ways to help you stay connected throughout the week. We have digital small groups. Yeah. We have a kid's curriculum. We have a crash course if you want to get connected or if you want to help out. We have this thing called the pandemic pledge. If you're wanting to know how can I help, how can I get involved? All those links will be 
be found at kalos.church and just click on those links, whatever you need, whatever resources, however we can help you, pray for you, all that information will be right there. Amen. And so why don't we bless you as you're dismissed and man, God is moving here at Kalos Church in our city. And so why don't you close your eyes and bless you. And if I mess up these words, please do not judge me. I know Carrie Job has been singing his words, but I'm going to maybe make up my own version. So have grace. All right. All right. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, God amen. bless you, Kalos Church. Woohoo! I will sing of your goodness. I will sing of your love. Though the seasons come quickly, you have always been enough. Though the night may get dark, though the waiting seems long, you have always been faithful to remind me of your love. You are good. Good. In the evening I sing